Hey. How's it going? <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, you know. <laughs> just I I thought we were going to start the show out a little differently. Okay. Um <laughs> you caught me off guard there. <laughs> What's going on, man? Oh. Uh just back <laughs> podcasting. It seems like I we haven't done this in two weeks so very long yeah it feels much longer than two weeks it's been a long long two weeks i know but i'm not feeling as particularly cheery as i normally do yeah because it's monday for one and it's also 9 11 yes it is 9 11 and it's tough it's just kind of tough to podcast on 9 11 it is Um, yeah yeah So, you know, obviously it's a huge, important, historical day, unfortunately, now in, you know, the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, Some listeners listening to this, you know, might have been born after at this point now. They they don't Mm -hmm. really, they never got to experience, you know, what happened, you know, Mm -hmm. they're used to all this, uh, uh, kind of seems like the stuff we're arguing about nowadays relatively unimportant compared to yeah. what happened that day. And it is crazy how far we've come since then and how much we've, you know, how we've changed. And that was like a, uh, that was kind of a turning point in our, our country. Um, oh, yeah. Where, where people, you know, everyone forgot about the petty squabbles that they had and they just came together. It was, it was, you know things that that day that event showed um why america is the greatest country in the world um the way that people came together from all over the country all different walks of life different backgrounds um different social classes and races and everything came together and uh you know for once we weren't republicans or democrats or black or white we were americans and yeah you know we've gotten far away from that as a country but um, you know, it's still there. It's still in us. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can get back to that, uh, feeling without, uh, repeating what brought us together last time. Right. I mean, yeah, it really did bring the country together, but also, like you said, uh, it's kind of like it changed our country forever. It's kind of like did. there was a pre, like there's a pre nine 11 United <laughs> States and a post yeah. It yeah. vastly that day changed so much yeah absolutely um you know with everything as far as transportation as far as you know what the lengths that i mean this is can be a good or bad thing but the the lengths that people are willing to let government you know Mm -hmm. surveillance their own citizens for i mean you know there all kinds of things came out uh you know the way the FBI surveilled our own began surveilling our own citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, you know, the NSA and night and day Homeland security. And yeah, even it, the way we get on planes like that. I TSA, mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Absolutely. I, I never got to experience going on a plane before nine eleven. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really wish I, <laughs> I'd know, but you know, when nine eleven happened, gosh, what we're the same age, what we were mm-hmm. in like, freaking elementary school right like fourth like fourth grade yeah yeah third or fourth yeah um and like you said it was just like 
we didn't really know what was going on. I got plucked out of school by my mom. Yep. Me too. I think everybody did. It was, and when I say everybody, I don't mean everybody in our school. I mean like everyone, every kid in the country got got plucked out of school. The first, Uh, uh, the first plane hit and I got taken out of school and I was back home watching the news with my mom. Everybody's trying to see what the heck is going on. And then I, then I was like, we kind of watched it. The news break pretty much live when the second one hit Mm -hmm. and, uh, man, people of new york oh gosh yeah really, I mean, like you said definitely really the angry. darkest day in american history um, yeah humongous loss of life yeah so many three thousand casualties and yeah people affected forever um yeah. even even those who didn't die people who who lost loved ones or um you know uh got some sort of long-term illness from uh, rushing yeah. in to to start saving lives, right? Even um, the cleanup, yeah. The cleanup afterwards is, yeah. It's a it's a very dark day in uh, American history, but one that will never be forgotten. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so just do a moment of silence for everybody that we lost that day and in the war that followed. Huge day. heavy man (laughs) welcome back to the true patriot podcast (laughs) yeah it's good to be back lots happened in two weeks that's not so dark and heavy yeah yeah uh so where did we leave off (laughs) i don't know man i feel like i'm i feel like i'm like three years older and just like worn (laughs) down just beaten into uh yeah i'm just i'm worn out man these last these last two weeks have kicked my butt well what where we left off is it was summer Mm -hmm. and then we kind of had the big uh labor day weekend and final hurrah of summer we had one last heat wave Mm -hmm. uh then it's temperatures kind of dropped about 10 degrees since yeah that's where we're at we're in fall now kind of almost <laughs> we're pre- we're like pre-fall yeah but uh where it's like it's acceptable to go to um <laughs> at, like go apple picking or uh, oh, no. to the pumpkin patch right don't so, say it ain't so yeah. say it ain't <laughs> yeah. so oh. so take them jess you got it <laughs> oh no i can already hear it oh yeah oh. The, gr- the girls are drinking pumpkin spice coffee <laughs> <laughs> the pumpkin spice lattes are yep. out. Yep. I also and there's football on the TV. That's, that's good. good. Yeah. So so every guy can lay around on the couch all weekend and get yelled at by their wife and yep. called and, worthless and and that also means that it's uh, time for crazy Craig parlays. <laughs> 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 that's funny because i was texting you i already hit one yeah i know i made two bets and one of them hit there you go yeah there you go good kickoff yeah uh, actually i am I'm, I'm pretty happy with that i'm like yeah. when i won in chess i just wanted <laughs> to keep going and mm-hmm. i just chasing that high 
that's <laughs> I'm never gonna get again. <laughs> right. I don't want to. I don't want to do any more crazy parlays. <laughs> <laughs> but we all know that's not true. But <laughs> yeah. Um, had a nice little hit. What well, it was? Uh, underdogs. Obviously, yep, it was three obviously. underdogs. It was. I, I had two bets, and uh, one of them was Cincinnati, mm-hmm. um, Ohio, Ohio, my mm-hmm. my alma mater, and what was the other one? Um, I can't remember. Miami. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Miami over Texas A and M. Yep, yep, yep. And that was I bet twenty five bucks to win five hundred. Yeah. That's crazy. That was pretty nice. Yeah, I should have I mean, been. You, I, you take those odds all day. Should have been a hundred, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Early season is the time for crazy parlays, though, because mm-hmm. Vegas thinks they have it figured out, but they, they do. don't. Yeah. Nobody does. It's the early <laughs> weeks. I mean, week one is the crazy parlay hit yeah. week. Even uh, yeah. even going into week two and three, but. Mid to late season, everything kind of gets figured out, and Vegas has everybody mm. by the uh, twig and berries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, well, while we we're gone, well, we had our fantasy draft. We did have our fantasy football draft, which no one cares about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we have uh, a um, me, you, and our uh, two other good buddies. And our wives mm-hmm. have, we all do a fantasy league. It's called the Old Married League. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, I was talking with uh, the wives about this. Uh, I feel like it kind of like just keeps us, keeps us all together. Yeah. It, it's like, it's kind of <laughs> like doing this podcast where it like it, it gives us a reason if for nothing else to just sit here and bullshit for a while. Well, that's <laughs> like a reason to like, you know, twice a year wants to do our draft and wants to uh, do the after party, the punishment, right? We got to get together the whole group together at least twice a year. Yeah, we we all get together. We do the fantasy draft. We do one vacation usually mm-hmm. uh, together a year, and and a uh, and or we get together just to punish the fantasy loser. Mm-hmm. But I honestly feel like that friend group is really important. To I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I was talking. About oh yeah, Jess, it, like just to have just to have you guys everybody's married everybody has kids mm-hmm. we're, they're all about the same age like kind of have a little support group there yeah. and it's like everybody's Absolutely. in it together right <laughs> yeah i mean i i do i love our friend group and uh, me too know. and we're all at like the same stage of our life right um like i have other friends that are at um you know they're whether they're not married or they don't have kids um like they're at a completely different stage of their life than i am and they just they don't get it <laughs> they don't understand <laughs> they don't understand why i make the choices that i make and uh you know they're starting to realize that you know i have uh like i'm not going to be able to go out and meet him at the bar uh oh yeah you know like i did when i was 20 25 <laughs> i guess but yeah 28 <laughs> 28 yeah no wait you had kids earlier than me yeah but, we did but just having people around you with the same mindset, mm-hmm. good guys that want to be good dads, that want to be yeah. good husbands. Mm-hmm. You want to be like them. I, I just feel like you got to surround yourself with like-minded. Yeah. This applies to many things, but even, even, even when it comes to your family, your friends, mm-hmm. like, uh, and you know, you don't want, 
to be running around with people who, you know, are going to make you worse, are going to like influence you to want to be a bad husband, cheat right. on your wife, you know, exactly. go out to the bars. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just feel like this friend group is really important mm-hmm. to me and yeah. us. And yeah. I would encourage any, I would encourage you guys to do the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's very helpful and it's, uh, it's healthy. It, it, it helps you, um, you know, process the things going around in your life. You know, I can look at, you know, what you do to overcome a certain challenge with your daughters. Um, you know, same, same as I can look at, at the other couples and see what they're doing with, you know, we all just kind of help each other out and feed off each other. It's a, it's a good, it, we have a very <laughs> and once uh once one domino falls and somebody gets a divorce we're all screwed <laughs> we're all done <laughs> i don't so know we, what to do should we should we take bets on who that's going to be <laughs> no <laughs> i'm not nope Mm-mm, not going there nope i'll have to i'll have to text you the odds <laughs> I ain't, nope i'm not doing it i'm not putting that on our friend um but anyway what the heck we're talking so then we all got together we did the fantasy draft mm-hmm. at my house then we all went out to Lewberg lake had a good old day that was mm-hmm. a that was yeah almost the swan song of summer may mm-hmm. may it be but we played, man we played three games of volleyball that's what I wanted to talk about, man. That was and a blast. That was so much fun. But I just stopped being sore yesterday. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, I swear. <laughs> my no knees, way. my knees and elbows were cracking every time I would like <laughs> stand up. It was I felt like an 80-year-old man trying to stand up. Well, we it was played awful. um well, best of three, right? So mm-hmm. we always played a 25 like you're supposed to. And yeah, got into it, got after it. We lost the first mm-hmm. game. We lost the first uh, game. It was but what? Clayton F- figured it out. Five on five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we was moving. I was feeling it too. Mm-hmm. We lost the first game. Second game, we started to get our crap together. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, that second game, I was like feeling tired during yeah. the game from all the oh, jumping. Yeah. Yep. But I really wanted to win. Like we we all played really hard. That's we what, did. Yeah. And and I could tell. And yeah, that's why you feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> because we were diving, you know, yeah. hitting hitting the dirt, man. It was a blast. I was like jumping almost every time would anybody would like hit, hit the, the ball. ball. Yeah. I was like trying to block <laughs> almost every ball. <laughs> Dude, I was having a good day out there. Yeah. It was fun. I was like, I was having one of them days that I don't get very often. I was like spiking it from the back row and, and shit. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that, that does, I do not always have those days. <laughs> no, but I was having a day and we came back. So we mm-hmm. won the second game. We came back and won game three. Mm-hmm. I was shocking. I was, upset. I was feeling like I had unlimited energy that game. <laughs> yeah, I was, it was great. Just ready to go. I was a little bit sore the next day though. For sure, um, man. It has been. It was. It, it was for like almost two weeks. It was rough, just to stand up. It hurt just to stand up. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be running the half marathon soon? Boy, that is looking less and less likely every day. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think you can just. Have you ever done one? No. I feel like 
you could gut one out. Maybe. Like even with, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to walk a lot of it. Even with not as much training as you want yeah. and wish. I feel like it's definitely well I got it out that eight miles a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um when I hadn't run in like two weeks. <laughs> And then I just, you know, roll out of bed and run eight miles. So, um, it's possible. Maybe we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get, we'll touch back on this, uh, in the real talk. Yeah. <laughs> but so after that, that's kind of where I left off with your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then my life. Yeah. My life has just been crazy at work and then hectic at home um you know trying to balance the the three kids and uh two of them playing soccer so they have um soccer practice and and or and or games four times a week we're at the fields um that's a that's busy practice monday practice tuesday game wednesday game saturday that's uh that's that eats up a a lot of time and yeah um yeah it's um it's interesting, but, uh, so Henry, you know, I said that he, he would probably lead the league in flowers picked. Um, how's he, he doing? Act, he's actually phenomenal. He is very aggressive. Um, and of course he is like Huge. a whole head taller than every other kid in the league. So he looks like he should be playing like Gary's age, but he's actually playing like four year olds, <laughs> but he's just, has no problem running kids off the ball and uh, oh yeah yeah he's just uh, he's a little bulldozer <laughs> playing that's, soccer so uh that's yeah that's funny. fun to watch and every time he scores a goal he gets so excited and he runs over and gives us high fives yeah oh, that's uh, cool oh yeah and uh of course gary is still the uh all-star of his team um, <laughs> yeah we missed one of the games and the team they said they got killed and they're like, man, we really could use Gary. Um, so yeah, we show up at practice the the following week. We're like three weeks into the season now, and uh, you know they're like, oh, thank God, Gary's back. And Gary's like, from almost midfield, he's just blasting the ball into the net, and you know, putting it top shelf, and it just looks great, right? Um, so then. This kid walks up. Um, he's a little Hispanic kid. He's got a big mullet and everything. And uh, his mom's like, yeah, he just got added to this team. Uh, his name is Socrates. And <laughs> he comes up with a ball, and he's, like, doing all these trick moves, like, you know, spin moves and stuff, and then just burying the ball. I mean, this kid uh, He's from like, the European look- League. Yeah, this is <laughs> he this he is must not be, good. This is not good. <laughs> he is like Ronaldo. What, he, he's got some ball skills. Um, I mean, he and Socrates. He was he was like stealing the ball and going one on four, like juking kids and spin move, and then just you know from like midfield, boom, right in the net. So <laughs> yeah, like moves that I've never seen a seven year old make in my life. It was crazy. That's um, cool. Yeah. So. Uh, we had the game on Saturday, and uh, Gary, I, we were very proud of Gary and his performance because he was like the ultimate hustler. 
every time his team would lose the ball, he would like chase down other people and steal <laughs> the ball from them. And he was hurting because they, they had him play quite a bit of the game trying to, trying to win, trying to score more goals, you know? And he's like taking charge and, you know, trying, he, he's very good at like dribbling up the side and then passing it to the middle for the, you know, the kids coming up the middle. He understands the game very well. And, uh, he showed a lot of a lot of hustle and a lot of leadership. So we're very proud of him. That's awesome. So yeah, it's going to be a fun soccer season, I think. <laughs> then uh, busy, Gary, yeah, oh yeah. And Gary had his birthday this week, so he is seven now. Wow, yeah, which is kind of hard to believe. It is. Yeah, our spiritual leaders growing up right before our eyes. And now he's learning from Socrates. <laughs> it's amazing. I can only I can only imagine where he's he's gonna be leading our show. <laughs> we need it, man. I wonder I wonder at what age we lose him. Like he moves on to better things. I don't know. It that day will come. Someday. Someday. It's gonna be sad, but Someday. But for but for now, we keep him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hopefully, it's like when he's forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> um, my life since uh, the volleyball game. Um, I think the next weekend we ended up going to the Sweet Corn Festival over uh-huh. in Millersport, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's a nice little festival if you're uh, from the area, mm-hmm. even Columbus area, um, and you know East. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice. It's it's kind of like the fair. It's kind of like the, your county fair, but but not as dirty. Like <laughs> it's like it's like <laughs> it's really good for like little kids. So that, like all of the amusement park rides are yeah. like set up for like the, the younger kids. Also, so it's really nice. To that point, I was talking to somebody, a friend of mine that went to the Sweet Corn Festival, mm-hmm. and she was t- telling me how nice it was and everything. And she said, I just couldn't believe we went to the Muskingum County Fair, and I could not believe that was my first time going. Couldn't believe how dirty it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, where, yeah. ca- what county is she from? Um, Licking County. But, she just they don't, but they don't have over. a fair. They don't have a fair. So, um it would be <laughs> we, we usually go to like the hartford county fair yeah um, which is like a little further north but it's it's smaller but it's very clean it's a nice fair but yeah not, uh, like, not like muskingum man <laughs> <laughs> see the muskingum county fair is the only fair i have to compare yeah. anything to i've never been to another one quite honestly so that's check why out, i said that check out another one and uh <laughs> then you'll understand why you know comparing the sweet corn festival to the to a regular county fair it is probably cleaner but it's not that much cleaner than a regular county fair just them right. muskingum county's fair <laughs> right but um i'm not hating on muskingum county i love muskingum county yeah i don't care it's- Hey, it's always been great to me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it the thing is the about the it's the Millersport Sweet Corn Festival. They've been having it since like 1940 something. Mm-hmm. I, and, and dude, that corn is damn good. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have these 
And every like buildings there has been there since like 1940 something. You can tell like this place is just set up and all their vendors just fill the spots. It's not like they drive a bunch of, um, you know, food trucks and trailers and like, dude, this place has it down. They've been set in their ways. It's ran mm-hmm. by like all the lions clubs and Freemasons mm-hmm. and yeah. those, those weird nice. little, those weird groups that no one really knows what they do but they're cool and i don't know <laughs> they're just yeah. nice seems like they're good people right so they they know. have like local people doing it rather than just a bunch of carnies yeah yeah it's not just a, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah. that's it it's not a bunch of carnies and and the, the corn is the main attraction yeah. and it's so damn good it's just <laughs> just soaked in butter it's mm-hmm. so darn good yeah, anyway, and where was i gonna get anyways Oh, they have all the little gambling games that you have, mm-hmm. like the church festivals, like mm-hmm. bingo. You know, well, there's like bingo. They got Texas Hold'em going on. Mm-hmm. They got roulette. They got everything. They got all the gambling, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> it's funny, funny part too. Um, but you can tell them, like their wheel. You can just tell it's all old. And they've been doing this forever. They got it down. Yeah. But uh, we ended up. With some goldfish out of the whole whole ordeal, which was interesting. <laughs> um, we have we gained yeah. three three new pets during the mm-hmm. week. Um, okay, it was a little game. They had the ping pong balls, and you yep. you throw them. And it's honestly a hard game. It's kind of like beer pong. The cups, the openings weren't very big, mind right. you. They were probably yep. just about twice the size of the ping pong ball. Mm-hmm. The, the kids had to stand like five feet away. It's honestly not an easy game to win. So. Um, but my nephew, he's a little baseball player. His dad's mm-hmm. a great baseball player, college. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's so good. Uh, and so is his son. He was sniping these cups. He's going to be <laughs> beer pong champion of the world. He won, he won five goldfish <laughs> with like, he spent like five bucks. Yeah. He got like 20 balls sniping these cups man and uh so but stella to her i i bought them just as many balls that the stella and sylvie did win one goldfish honest all right but then wade won five and he was so nice that he gave us two of his goldfish (laughs) (laughs) yes so nice (laughs) so then um you know like my my wife will not let kids play those games just in case they win and have to bring home a goldfish (laughs) Well, back in the day, I mean, I don't know if they still do this. I mean, I've won quite a few, like in the Muskingum County Fair. Mm-hmm. I came home with at least two or three iguanas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, iguanas? Yeah, you don't remember that when we were Mm-mm. kids? Mm-mm. Oh, you could win a, you could win iguanas. And <laughs> dude, I'd win one. I'd try to keep it alive every year, but they'd always end up dying. Uh They'd like escape. That's but I don't know. I, I always killed them. I know that. <laughs> Anyways, we got our goldfish, and I kind of like, I kind of took ownership of these. I'm like, these are our pets now, right? I wanted to keep mm-hmm. them alive. Yeah. Um. So we, I was trying to convince Jess, like, we need an aquarium now. I'm full mm-hmm. blown on. I'm ready. Like full let's, blown fish guy. Yeah. Let Let's get a 50 gallon tank. I'm ready. Aquatic to wildlife. Up. I am ready to go to PetSmart and buy all the things. A piranha. No. But, <laughs> you know, I, I want the 50-gallon yes. tank. I want oh, yeah. the, all the rocks, the aerators. I want, to, I, want, yeah. I want an aquarium. Well, Jess wasn't having it. 
uh, we ended up <laughs> using a punch bowl. It, it's close to five gallons. Yep. Uh, but when you Google, um, how much water you need to keep one goldfish alive? How much water do you think is sufficient for one goldfish to live in, uh, survive for two, extended period? Two gallons. Now, one goldfish needs ten gallons. Oh my goodness! Or it's gonna just probably die slowly die within one well, year. Gonna, Best case die. scenario. So, does that mean if you have three goldfish, you need thirty gallons? Yeah. So oh, we wow. had uh. Because they're they're actually exceptionally dirty fish, apparently. But, yeah. So we had three goldfish in five gallons, maybe. <laughs> That's a stretch. It's probably yeah. a little less. Yeah, probably more like two <laughs> gallons, three, <laughs> three gallons. It was but, a punch uh, bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's a punch bowl. Um, <laughs> classic. So we've lost two of the fish. They're gone. Um, I've <laughs> just like. And now my new thing every morning when I like, <laughs> we got one survivor, so it's the toughest fish. So mm -hmm. I convinced Stella that we that we can name it Macho Man. Macho Man. Perfect. Yeah, because he's tough, right? <laughs> yeah. So we now have Macho Man the goldfish. He's right by my <laughs> coffee maker in the morning. Like every morning, I just like, I, I don't, I'm too lazy to change the whole water at one time. I just like give him like one, I take out one old cup of old water and dump it in my sink. <laughs> and then I, I, I sit, I give him one cup of fresh. So I'm trying to see how long he will live just by getting one aerated fresh. I do that every morning. I do it a couple times if I can. Uh, yeah. But I'm also, oh I'm going to try goodness. to change the whole thing like once every seven to 10 days. Mm -hmm. But it, it's kind of, I've worked it's interesting. It's it's just a new habit I've picked up. <laughs> Man, he, it's he, he's gonna die. He's gonna die. <laughs> well, you remember Ken? Uh, Ken Sapp, he was on the show. Um, yeah. His his daughter went to the fair one time and came home with a goldfish, and that thing lived for like five years. It was yeah. like it was huge. So. so. I went. I went to Walmart and bought the little areas. You know how mm -hmm. an aquarium has. You know, yeah. you're, you're supposed to be pumping air into the water, right? That's what, so that's that's what they breathe, and not like dump one cup a day. But that's that's how my goldfish is. This is the Craig method. <laughs> <laughs> I made this up. Yeah, but so I bought an aerator, but it's like it was missing a crucial piece, a tube that uh, was supposed to go from like there's a there's a wire. Uh, the thing sits out and it's supposed to have a little tube that goes mm -hmm. in the water. Well, that wasn't in the freaking box. I don't know if it's sold separately, <laughs> but I haven't made my way back to Walmart yet. So the fish is surviving off the one cup a day method. Uh, I wanted to do it right, but I, I got to get my ass back to Walmart and no one likes going to Walmart. No one likes going to Walmart. I need to go back. Because I, I, and I also want to buy a bigger aquarium. I, I actually think that would be cool. And, and more fish. But, I mean, honestly, freshwater aquariums aren't very cool. I mean, it's kind of like saltwater well, bust, right? Yeah. Who said it had to be freshwater? Well, we have goldfish. You just got to get the, well, for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> <laughs> but like the freshwater, fish or hey he's 
he's macho man, he will adapt. <laughs> <laughs> so my uh brother in law was telling me stories like, Oh yeah, well he obviously ended up with fish as well. And he yeah. he kind of is funny. He's like, I remember when I was a kid, you know, my uncle had an aquarium and uh mm-hmm. he said one day I brought I, I he's loved the fish when he was a kid. He brought back mm-hmm. a small a small a small <laughs> largemouth bass and put it in his mm-hmm. uncle's aquarium <laughs> and it ate all the fish. <laughs> it's like just like dropping a great white shark into this dude's aquarium. I just I laugh. I had a good laugh about that. Yeah. <laughs> but then he That's started funny. just having like a you know, bluegill bass, the normal mm-hmm. is just you mm-hmm. know. Just, just like a little lake. Yeah. <laughs> <Inside> <laughs> like I said, freshwater yeah. aquariums suck. Okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's my. I hope you. I hope you have that goldfish for years. Macho man, that's a cool name though, isn't it? Macho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, we have Jojo, the puppy, still. Wrecking mm-hmm. havoc, uh, still digging mm-hmm. holes. Um, <laughs> I, I had to move my hose to the front. I have my hose by my front porch now because she digs holes so often. Almost every day, I come home, she's mm-hmm. dug up dirt and it's all over my sidewalk. And like my daily thing is, I freaking leaf blow it all back into my landscaping where it should be, and it's all dirty. So then I hose it off, and I like am <laughs> constantly hosing off my sidewalk now. Well, the new thing this week, I don't know if you saw this, posted on my story, she decided to drag my hose out from where it was and chew it all up. <laughs> that just kind of pissed me off. Yeah, I can understand why. <laughs> um, yeah, so what the hell am I going to do about that? Freaking, I guess, put my hose... It's just that she's just such a pain in the ass, dude. <laughs> like... I can't. Well, I can't leave my hose hooked up to clean up her daily mess. Now I'm gonna have to hook it up every damn day. Mm-hmm. Uh, For the foreseeable future, yes. <laughs> so annoying. Mm-hmm. But uh, she left the hose alone for months, is the thing, and now she's yeah. decided that she wants to chew it up. You got to put a hose out there and cover it in like Tabasco sauce. Yeah, oh, that's, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly not a bad idea. Yeah. Cover my hose <laughs> in rat poison. <laughs> well, kill, no. Kill the dog. <laughs> Hot sauce no. will do the trick. That was good thinking, though, because, yeah, something that won't kill the dog but mm-hmm. will repel the dog. Yes, we'll, we'll make the dog think, that thing will kill me if I eat it again. Yeah. Dump hot sauce all over my hose. Okay. Yeah, that's where I'm at. (laughs) 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 That is a good solution, man. Yeah, but I still have to buy new hoses. Yes, you will need new hoses. And and honestly, if you're going to go that route, you'll probably need two new hoses because she's going to bite the other one in order to get the Tabasco. So, yeah, she'll put a hole in that too. (laughs) In the process, don't don't you say that. (laughs) Don't you say that. Either that or buy like a, a really strong, like almost metal hose. <laughs> I hope I really hope I uh taught her a good enough lesson <laughs> that she doesn't do that again. 
We can only hope. <laughs> That's my update. Yeah. More pets. <laughs> what what can I get next? What kind of pets did you have as a kid? Uh we had all kinds of pets. We had um oh, I recommend for you canaries. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get some birds. <laughs> well, I did uh Remember, I did catch that wild Canadian goose. Uh, yes, <laughs> duckling, if you want to yeah. call it gosling. Gosling. Yeah, uh, that was my only bird I ever owned. Yeah, believe. And uh, did it was in high school. It did mm-hmm. did bring a lot of girls around. Everybody want to come see that duck. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I would. If <laughs> any of the young just youngers listening, birds. Yeah, girls like. Birds. Wild, wild birds, baby birds, <laughs> baby goose taken directly <laughs> from the mother's nest. <laughs> uh, hopefully we just didn't implicate ourselves in a serious crime against wildlife. Uh, what's the statute of limitations on that? <laughs> uh, 10 years. Uh, you you want to hear it? We're probably uh, good then. I know we're hung <laughs> up on the intro. Uh, but I got a funny story okay. about about that, just that uh, wildlife abuse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this guy I work with when he was in high school, he found a bald eagle when he was a kid. Oh, damn. I wouldn't mess with a bald eagle. He found one in shooting range. And what he do? He hmm. popped that. He popped that sucker. What a dick with some bird shot. And then, and then he was so proud. He's like a 16 year old kid. He was so proud that he had killed the great bald Eagle. He put it on the hood of his car and was driving around town (laughs) with the bald Eagle on the hood of his car till he got the hell is wrong with this guy (laughs) till he got arrested. Obviously. Yeah. Good. And, uh, honestly, I, d- I don't know the rest of the story, but I mean, he works with us now. <laughs> he also. Um, <laughs> later why, would you, why would you hire that man? <laughs> uh, he also shot a guy, but that's yeah. a whole nother story. Um, that's, honestly, that's probably better than shooting a body. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good guy. <laughs> I ain't going to say his name, but if you're listening to this, I love you, man. (laughs) (laughs) He'll know who it is. There's only one guy (laughs) who shot both a person and a bald eagle. Yes. If you know who has done that, you probably probably know the same person. (laughs) There's a good chance. Yeah. I feel like that's a very small uh, population of people that have done both. (laughs) I wish you could just bring all those people into one room. (laughs) That would be an interesting room, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. We gotta move on. Yeah, for sure. Patriot of the week. Yeah, my Patriot of the Week is uh Chandler Gibson. Uh Chandler is a ten year old uh from Dakula, Georgia. Um and he was sitting at lunch uh at his elementary school and one of his classmates started choking. Uh, on an apple and he jumped up and uh, started doing the Heimlich maneuver, which he had learned from watching YouTube videos uh, just a few days before. Uh, so he jumped into action and uh, helped his classmate out who was choking on an apple. 
That's awesome. Yeah, 10 years old, man. You got to love a good Heimlich. I got to. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, props. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, Patriots come in all shapes and sizes and ages, right? Even yes, 10 sir. years old, you can still be a hero. Absolutely. Um, my Patriot of the Week. I'm not. I'm gonna be a little less. Uh, bring the mood down a little bit, but it's gonna be Todd Beamer. This comes from the Flight 93 story, and if you've heard of 9/11 and lived through the events, everybody knows what Flight 93 was. But some of you may not. Some of the younger kids listen to this. Uh, there was supposed to be a third. There were three planes hijacked that day. Two of them hit the twin towers. The other one, what their plan was thwarted by a passenger revolt. The mm-hmm. terrorist hijacked the cockpit just like the others. But you know, Todd and the other passengers led a revolt. They killed the guard. Is, is what uh, is to believe to what happened that. Some hijackers went in and obviously killed the pilots and then, you know, barricaded themselves off from the rest of the plane. And there's, I think, a couple others were believed, other terrorists were believed to stand guard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, these passengers revolted. They, it is believed that they killed those guards. Uh, There's a uh, 911 call recording that can kind of hear what the passengers were saying. And they've pieced together, obviously know what happened and uh todd beamer was last heard saying on the 911 recording you guys ready let's roll uh and you know everybody on that plane did die um yeah that that plane landed in a field uh in pennsylvania um many people believe it was headed for the white house uh and uh, because of the heroic a- actions of the people on board, um, it didn't make it to its target. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Actual heroes on board that plane. For real. Um, you know, they were going to die on their own terms, and mm-hmm. they were not just going to sit back and let these guys decide. You know, mm-hmm. they knew they they had the presence of mind to like know what was going to happen. I think I think they might have got some info from others like they heard about the other two planes. This one was the mm-hmm. last. Mm-hmm. Uh so good on them. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good day to remember. Absolutely. Real talk. We're going to talk about uh we kind of I kind of foreshadowed it, <laughs> you know, in the beginning of the episode but working around injuries uh and i kind of feel like you know obviously sports have impacted my life in a huge way and yours as well uh, sure. many many americans um and one of the big lessons that you learn from sports when you play sports you're going to get injured mm-hmm. it's inevitable and really you know, you hear tons and tons of stories. Um, 
when you have to work back from when you get knocked down by an injury and you have to work yourself back i mean there's a lot to be learned there i mean it's an important it's an important part of sports that you don't really think about big life lessons here i kind of have a couple stories i mean now that i'm older and i'm participating <laughs> in sports recreationally yeah. The injuries just come just by doing the activity. Sure. <laughs> like you playing volleyball. <laughs> Me playing volleyball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, the, uh, this is a, uh, it's a story I got. I was plagued with a lot of injuries in h- high school. One of the worst mm-hmm. was my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were playing football. I was having a, I was a good athlete. I always was. And, uh, I don't, I've told this story before, maybe on the podcast, mm-hmm. but I was a fullback and I was on, on the JV team as a freshman. And, um, you know, I ended up just trying to, I didn't go down. I was running the ball and then a bunch of guys got a hold of my leg, at least like three guys. And I decided I was just going to keep trying to push and try to get <laughs> pull around, pull them another on. yard. I thought I was going to pull them off. And well, then another two or three guys came and as, as a three guys had a hold of one of my legs, three more came and smeared the top <laughs> half of me. One part of my body went one way. One part went the other way in my femur, uh, kind of popped out of my hip socket and mm. broke my, where it, uh, there's the pelvis is kind of weird. There's tons of ligaments, mm-hmm. but the ball head of your femur fits in there and it broke uh, mm-hmm. part of my hip bone out and it really put me down um it was one it's one of those things where i didn't require surgery but uh it did require me to sit out sports for the rest of that year it took a a long time for you to get back from that about a year of physical therapy Mm -hmm. Um, i mean honestly it still pains me to this day um but i i always i never thought i would never play again uh Mm -hmm. i never thought you know obviously it sucked (laughs) but there's something i kind of had to work around and i i'd figure out all kinds of weird ways to get around i never stopped working out never stopped pursuing my dream of playing college football eventually i did um but i i think i told the story like my hips still hurt i ended up running i went from running a i think i was running like a four eight as a freshman to running like a, the next year, my sophomore mm-hmm. year, I ran like a five, three. Mm-hmm. Like I, I went from, <laughs> I went from running track. I went from being one of the fastest kids to slow. Right. Yeah. And that was really demoralizing for mm-hmm. me. So I went from running track. Well, then that next year I was so slow. I decided, well, I guess I'll play baseball again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, like I said, a year of physical therapy, my strength was really took a hit. Well, the I was problem- kind of just, the biggest thing with your strength was that um, at 14, uh, you it was you were such a, a young age that that's when you're building up, you know, the foundation of uh, you know your body's going through a lot of changes and you you are starting out, um, <laughs> you know, building that muscle, uh, and you missed out on an entire year of that. And that was a very important year for the development of your body, um, yeah. and it, and to the point where even when you got your, uh, you know, you got back to where you could be doing things like squatting, um, 
you are so far behind where you would have been had you been squatting that entire time. Right. I mean, you, it, it took you so long to get back there. Yeah. It just sucked. And I ended up working my way back. Uh, mm-hmm. Ended up uh, starting varsity linebacker sophomore year, but I still wasn't quite, I honestly wasn't back to where I, I'd say full speed mm-hmm. till senior year. And really, like mm-hmm. I said, like I said, I, I still always feel it, but I don't know. You just, I just kept working through it. Um, injuries are just part of it, and you just got to find your way to work around. One of my workarounds was, uh, ever since that happened, squatting hurts. It still does to this day. I still mm-hmm. do it, but it still hurts. But in college, I didn't tell my coaches this, but there, I, I wore like these compression shorts mm-hmm. that held. I'd, I'd put them on on squat days. They'd hold my ligaments like in, mm-hmm. so it didn't hurt as bad uh, when I squatted. Uh, and that was one of the workarounds I decided to do. I, I mean, football came with many injuries. I remember, I think junior year, I broke my wrist, mm-hmm. um, but I just taped it up, <laughs> <laughs> you know, taping it up is one of them things, uh, you can do. Um, and it kind of like, See, I think that's kind of, that's the difference between hurt and injured, right? Like, uh, a broken wrist, you tape it up, you can continue playing a broken pelvis like you can't tape that up and to yeah. go out there and try to play it's going to make things way way worse right <laughs> the funny thing about the pelvis thing when it happened i did i think i stayed in for two more plays <laughs> after that yeah <laughs> i was just like in so much pain uh, maybe it might have been one play no which probably not... made things way worse <laughs> <laughs> no and then the other funny thing is I wanted to play still. I think I stayed in one play after that. Mm-hmm. I was just limping, like gimping around. And then mm-hmm. I went to the sidelines and I remember dad and coach Aukauer. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know, try to run it off. Like they're, they're trying to get me to run up and down the sidelines <laughs> <laughs> to make sure, you know, walk it off and you'll be yeah, fine. Like, like, yeah. Like, you shake really, it off, you, get back in there champ. <laughs> Cause I didn't really know what happened either, but then uh, yeah. See if you can run up and down the sidelines. <laughs> and I, I did. I mean, I tried, but yeah. dude, I remember I was like in school with crutches, like going to classes, like mm-hmm. just like barely could walk up the stairs, and, mm-hmm. and I, because I didn't want to use the elevator for some reason. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, you're too tough. Too tough. But <laughs> what's funny is I really had another stint of in this marathon training today. Mm-hmm. Um. I was running my 18 mile run today. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said, getting older, right? Dude, my knee, it's been a couple weeks. My knee's been bothering me. And about 12 miles in, I was getting the worst lateral knee pain on the outside of my knee. Mm-hmm. And dude, I wanted to quit. I mean, obviously, like some part of working around an injury is you got to listen to your body, right? Right. Like, especially wear and tear like mm-hmm. that, like it's either going to get better or it's going to get worse week after week. And you got to really have a pulse on the tra- tra- trajectory that you're going mm-hmm. up and down, just like in life, mm-hmm. but the analogies keep coming. Uh, so when I ran my 16 miles last or two weeks ago, I started noticing I was having knee pain on my outer, mm-hmm. outer side of my knee deep into the mileage, but I ended up finishing uh, without, without event, any event happening, I ended up finishing just fine. But I was like, Hmm, 
mental note, that's starting to hurt. That's I wasn't hurt. feeling injured net injured yeah. yet, but it was starting to hurt. And then, so I skipped the long run last weekend that was supposed to be 12 and we played the crap out of volleyball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I felt like that sufficed. I was like, yeah, good enough. We went ham, whatever. My knee needs a break. Uh, and, but then this week, mile 12 of my 18 mile run, it really reared its ugly head. And I was in gimp mode limping around like limping i was another mile from my truck and uh called jess when i got back to my truck i'm i was on mile 14 i was like hey dave i i think i'm gonna i gotta stop this run you know my knees bothering me again i i thought i could i actually taped it up today had a bunch of kt tape and all this Mm -hmm. ideas i thought were gonna work didn't happen and jess says (laughs) it's kind of funny like you said earlier, hurt or injured, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, well, you think you actually, she's, she just called me here. She's like, well, you think it's actually injured? She said, do you think, do you think it's going to hurt it anymore if you finish? Exactly. Yeah. And that was the point I, I was going <laughs> to make. And I was like, I took, cause I already called her and told her, I think I'm going to quit. Like, mm-hmm. and then, I, and then when she said that, I'm like, probably not. <laughs> so then I was, at, I was at my truck at 14 miles. Cause I was running four mile back and forth is what yeah. I was doing. Uh, ended up back in my truck at 14. I, somehow that worked out that way. And, uh, so then I had a decision to make after talking to Jess, I'm like, damn it. She's right. I said, I'm not going to hurt it anymore today. What, what I've done is already done. Like I, I can get, uh, she's right. I can get through today. So I limped and hobbled my ass the next four miles back mm-hmm. down the trail. Um, I made it through. I worked around. Mm-hmm. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't sexy. Um, but I was glad I did it. And uh, I don't think I hurt my knee anymore. But this week, I'm going to have to listen to my body. I'm probably going to take off the running this week. I'm on a downhill trajectory and I need to get up. I got four weeks left till the marathon. I need my knee feeling good. Yes. On the start line. Not, (laughs) not a total train wreck. (laughs) So what I'm going to do to work around this injury this week, I'm going to bike, uh, all week, maybe swim once, probably two bikes, one swim, Mm -hmm. uh, for equal cardio time. I'm just going to get the, I'm going to get the cardio in, in a different way take the impact off my knee one week mm-hmm. and see how it goes. I mean, kind of experiment. You, I got to listen to my body. Yep. I mean, I can't, I can't just keep hammering my knee, uh, into freaking powder and show up on race day mm-hmm. and being, uh, absolute incredible amount of pain. Yeah. So unless you can get your hands on some of those Toradol injections, what's that do? <laughs> That's the, uh, Toradol is what they give the NFL players. Um, that are dealing with like nagging injuries, they shoot them up before the game. There's like a, there's like a big uh, controversy around it a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like every every player in the NFL is getting shot up with Toradol before they they play, and they're like can't feel anything. That sounds awesome. Yeah, maybe I can't get some of Toradol. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's lots of. I, I'm going to try to do it the right way. 
might might need to get some Toradol, apparently. I didn't even know. It sounds like a big-time painkiller, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Nah. I mean, I'm going to try to listen to my body and get back. Show yeah, up. I think your way is much better. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Or I could lose, like, 50 pounds, like, <laughs> make my knees stop crying. Probably you know, not have, in the next four weeks. I don't know what week I'm on of this marathon training. It's been a long time, but, dude, I haven't lost one pound. Which I, I didn't really? want to, if you remember. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. I'm uh I'm eating a lot, a lot of protein. And mm-hmm. during the runs, I'm fueling myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on that waxy maze. Mm-hmm. I, I'm eating gummies. I don't want to lose <laughs> weight. Like I said, I didn't yeah. want a runner body, but it's obvious my knee is paying for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if I wanted to take up professional running, Mm. Or if I want to do this again, I probably should yeah. drop some weight. <laughs> drop some pounds. You're putting yeah. in a lot of miles. It's a lot um, of miles. That's a long way. Sitting so. at 230 right now. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Austin uh, over the weekend, and he mentioned that it was uh, his next run was going to be 18 miles. Of course, he's training uh, alongside you. And I actually looked it up today, and that is the distance from my house to his house. And like, Dude, it it's like a twenty five minute drive, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it, yeah. I was like, "Yeah, you could just run from my house to your house." <laughs> yeah, that eighteen took me like three and a half hours today of running. Yeah. It's a long time. It's crazy. I know that last four was awful, though. Yeah, like, I'm not kidding. I was running like well, after I got off the phone with Jess, I was running like fifty foot at a time, like yeah. that until i couldn't stand it no more mm-hmm. and then and, and it come in waves like i kept i kept i keep going and eventually by the end i could run like a half mile at a time but the first two of the final four were fucking bad yeah <laughs> yeah but i don't know you're still out there right right there's that's, always uh that's, that's part of the battle <laughs> there's Big always a way mm-hmm. uh i'm just gonna have to find the right workaround and i can't be dumb if I just continue training like this isn't happening and I'm going to you're going to you're going to end up hurting yourself. Yeah. I can't I can't as much as I want to just stick to my training protocol next week. I can't or I'm not if I do, I'm not going to make it. I won't make it mm-hmm. on race day. So you got to really adapt to what's happening to you. You really got to do you got to keep in mind what's going on and mm-hmm. try ways to fix it. And I mean, really, I'm going to ice every day while I'm doing mm-hmm. this, probably yeah. multiple times a day while mm-hmm. I take this week off. And really, I really hope when I try to pick up the running again a week from now, it goes good. And if it mm-hmm. doesn't, I'm I'm probably going to have to keep resting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's lots of analogies in life from all that, like from injuries. I mean, really. There really is. Have you ever had to deal with many injuries? Uh, as far as serious injuries like that, no. Um, I've been pretty, pretty clean. Um, you know, I have, I have a lot of nagging things that pop up. Um, you know, right now I'm kind of dealing with uh, my calf muscles, right? So a couple of years ago, I, I. Uh, tore my calf muscle uh training for the murph 
Um, so then that healed up, but it's never been quite what it was. Um, that, but, but now it's like when I run far distances, it starts to like, like every step feels like it's about to tear. Um, so I, I got a, a brace and I put that on my, uh, I wear that when I run now. Um, well today I just ordered another one for my other leg. So now I'm going to be running in two calf braces because I'm an old piece of crap. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. I was kind of wondering, I tried the tape today. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, I tried the off brand, you know, the rock tape Mm -hmm. and stuff that, you know, you see those crossfitters all, they got Mm -hmm. it all over their shoulder. It's kind of like tendon support, right? Mm -hmm. I tried it out. I kind of went cheap and bought an off brand. It Mm kind of helped, but it, kind of didn't it was my first time using it i'm probably going to try it again i'm probably going to order the right the top tier stuff this time stuff yeah yeah but i don't know if it's going to help my only other big injury i mean obviously i missed this one my remember my big four-wheeler accident yeah yikes (laughs) that was scary yeah but i mean i got i got hit in the chest with a four-wheeler coming off a ramp a uh, guy going the wrong way on the ramp and he clocked me right in the chest with a utility <laughs> bike <laughs> caved in my yeah. chest uh, act- i was actually so young my ribs were so pliable mm-hmm. it, i collapsed it collapsed my lung uh that was like the year after the broken pelvis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it collapsed my lung and it actually, when it happened, it obviously knocked the wind out of me. One of my lungs didn't reinflate. Thank God one did. Yeah. I was almost dealing with double collapsed lungs. Man, that was an awful one. Yeah, and you were like miles from the nearest hospital. Oh, yeah, we were in the middle of the yeah. woods. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, ended up in the whatever, Columbus yeah. Trauma Center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a. I remember that one, man. I I remember getting hit with the four wheeler, and then just I was like I saw it coming. Like it was coming at my head, and I like barely mm-hmm. got to move my head away from his like the the rack. Yeah. So it not it, but it still did knock my helmet off my head. Mm-hmm. And I ended up like kind of like I it was like seeing black. I just woke up and was like laying in the dirt, and I just like. I just remember I could not breathe. Mm-hmm. It felt like forever because obviously the wind was knocked out of both my lungs. Uh, it felt like it probably really was like almost two minutes before I could <gasps> suck one mm-hmm. breath through my lungs. And then as soon as I did, it hurt so bad. I just started coughing, just blood everywhere. Oh, man. I, I thought I was dying. But yeah. anyways. Well, you were. <laughs> you were on your way. <laughs> <laughs> got out of there uh clayton was with us yeah luckily threw me on the back of his four-wheeler mm-hmm. to get out of the woods um and i remember it every bump hurt so bad mm-hmm. and uh we ended up getting back to the road and um clayton called 911 mm-hmm. they said ambulance would be about 45 minutes yeah stay put uh clayton wasn't having that because <laughs> no. yeah. i was i was doing pretty bad and he just 
drove me straight to the hospital, which was about 45 minutes yeah. away, technically, but he was running about 100 uh, <laughs> down the interstate. Yeah. 100 plus, probably. Probably. And uh, he freaking, he had his flashers on, I remember, and he's on 911 with the operator, and the yeah. woman was like telling him to stop. Yeah. And I was like, I was just like waving on, like, dude, just keep, just keep going, just get me off. The, like, <laughs> yeah. what, what good is it gonna be? Then, and, and what we were thinking is, what good is it gonna do for me to just sit here, waiting, waiting yeah. on an ambulance where when I could already be at the hospital if we don't wait. So right. I was happy with that call. But yeah. the funniest thing is, I remember he was driving down the interstate. We passed the statey, yeah, <laughs> on the interstate, <laughs> yeah, and we had our. Um, we had he had his hazards on yeah and it was the weirdest thing and clayton was like on the phone with the 911 operator and she's like, mm -hmm. he's like can you please tell the stadium not to pull me over mm -hmm. um and i don't i think the guy just understood what was happening she's like i cannot make contact with you know the Ohio state patrol right yeah like this quickly blah blah blah. <laughs> he's so like, the, the stadium just like, let us go He's like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to mess with that. I'm just going to sit here and <laughs> ignore. God, right? I'm going to pretend I didn't see that. <laughs> he had to, but yeah. have you ever seen like the crazy videos of like the cop that when, you know, you see the husband driving a hundred miles an hour to like, mm -hmm. cause his wife's in a delivery or something. Mm -hmm. There was one really messed up when we were like the cop, like pulled the guy over for speeding <laughs> and like, wouldn't let her wouldn't let him go to the hospital and yeah. then the woman like gave birth right there on the side <laughs> of the road it was the most messed up <laughs> police video i've ever seen and the the cops like here's your ticket have a nice day <laughs> oh it was bad he's like holding the guy at gunpoint the wife was in labor i think i'm pretty sure a lawsuit came of it if it yeah. didn't it should have but yeah yeah anyways current events current events yeah, <laughs> um, big news this week is uh, the Morocco earthquake. Um, so, of course, Morocco, the uh, North African country, uh, they were hit with a 6.8 magnitude earthquake on Friday night. Wow. Um, just entire cities destroyed. Um, they're still digging uh, people out of the rubble. Um, they have 2000, over 2000 confirmed deaths. And as they continue to, uh, uncover the wreckage, um, they're expecting to find many more. So, uh, we don't even know the extent, uh, to how bad this earthquake was at this point, but, um, yeah, that's, very, that's a big very one. bad. Yes. Uh, very sad news. Yeah. I honestly have not heard about that at all. Really? Yeah, this is news to me. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, Friday evening. Of course, here we are Sunday evening. So uh, they spent the last couple couple days, uh, you know, trying to recover from that. So you know, our thoughts and prayers are with the uh, the folks over in Morocco. Did you say twenty nine hundred dead? Two thousand, and, yeah. and counting. Damn, it's probably going to go up a lot. It's probably going to go up a lot. It sounds. It sounds like it's almost like a nine eleven situation. Yeah. Yep. yep. Wow. Yeah, I'm glad for for some reason it seems like America's lucky enough. Like we, it's like we don't get that big of earthquakes. Like in 
c- cities. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, we do, uh, or maybe not that big of them, but, um, you know, earthquakes are where the tectonic plates come together and, you know, rubber collide or whatever. Um, and so the, the only places that can get earthquakes are on the boundaries of these tectonic plates, which in the United States, the big one is California, right? That's it. Right, right there in that area. Um, so yeah, we don't really, we don't really get those in Ohio. <laughs> so it'd be kind of nice if, um, none of the plates would just kind of rip California off and just <laughs> take them out. Yeah. To see. Get them away from us. We've been waiting on that to happen for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Because my next current event is out of California. Yeah. Um, In California, they recently signed into law a bill uh, allowing children can be taken from parents in California now if the parents resist uh, the, the child uh entering transition gender transition uh measures and now that is now considered in california you know a i don't know like what is it child child abuse abuse child abuse if you don't allow your kid to transition genders that's crazy like i said that is crazy um, (laughs) you might just want to let them get separated yeah it, it's wild uh th- and california is not the only mm. it might be the only state but but this is a uh, i think i heard it is a thing in like seattle possibly yeah, probably. sound right sure we'll go with that Sounds right. but it, it's kind of a new thing and uh it's getting put on the ballots and yeah. some in some places you know they're voting for this stuff and if you like that if you think that's a great thing yeah, uh, move move to places move to where you want to do that. Yeah, but if you don't, I would suggest moving the hell away oh, from places. Yes, you know yeah. that's the good thing about America. We can move, we can vote. Uh, and, yeah, voting is the other big one. If you uh, if you don't like these things, maybe vote the people that are trying to enact them out of office. Yeah, a lot of the crazy thing is a Just lot of people do better, don't, California. A lot of people don't vote, and that's the problem with yeah. America is good there's a lot of i believe there's a lot of good people in america with good moral mm-hmm. character absolutely but there's also a lot of these people a lot of these things are happening because the good people are just sitting on their asses mm-hmm. they're not yep. voting mm-hmm. um they're just letting the uh squeaky wheel get the oil mm-hmm. and that's what happens when good people do nothing i mean i know everybody's busy with their own lives and you know getting getting by daily but man you gotta at least make it a priority to vote yeah and i hope hope if you're hope if you're listening to this podcast you do and i hope if you know somebody you know encourage them to vote too yes because this stuff matters and if you think even if your excuse is you know you think the system's corrupt and voting doesn't matter it is corrupt (laughs) well what if it's not well, you know, yeah. That, so I mean, that's what Hillary, the Hillary supporters said yeah. the system was rigged when Trump won and beat her. So right. You know. So the 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 system, 
the system is corrupt. We know that. But <laughs> if we just let it be corrupt, then yeah, don't, don't do that either. Never, it's never going to get better, right? Bad things happen when good people do nothing. Exactly. Just like the Flight 93. I mean, they yes. at least did something. They did something. They did a, a yeah, very big something. I'm not ready for the revolution yet. And I'm just going to try to encourage people to do the things we can. Yeah. But I'm definitely not moving to California anytime soon. So. And other, yes. Uh, <laughs> other than that, my next course of action is move from places where bad things are happening. happening. Yes. If you're a good person in a bad place, move to one of the good places. Yeah. That's my next advice. Yeah. Get the, get out of jive. Wherever yeah. it is, it's not just California. Stuff like this is happening it can happen anywhere. Yep, absolutely. And uh, if you like that stuff, live there. That's fine. I don't think it's a good idea. I think a lot of those, a lot of the things that follow in the civil disorder, it's just toxic to me. Uh, it's ruining the fam. It's it's attacking the American family structure, and I don't think mm -hmm. that's a good thing. Yep, um, I agree. Anyways, you don't have to agree with me, but yeah. What's the next bill on the current event? <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about some celebrities. The first one is uh, your <laughs> guy, Liver King, back in yeah! the news. <laughs> so Liver King comes out this week. He says that he's lost twenty pounds. Um, uh oh, really? He's, he's of course he's he's made uh, an announcement. <laughs> he's he's off. Off the juice. He's not taking steroids anymore. Except TRT. Um, well, yeah, he's he's off of all that stuff. He's just, um, he's slimmed down. And the problem is that his, uh, his muscles going away and he's not as strong as he used to be. And it pisses him off. Did he come up? Did he make a video or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and he put a side by side picture of him up there and you can see he looks thinner. Um, well, the problem is, He's pissed off because he's uh, he's losing his strength, so he's going back on the steroids. <laughs> no, he said. He said, "I'm going back on everything." <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> I swear he did. <laughs> yeah. Wow! You want That's... me to play the video? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. All right, let me pull this up. 206 pounds in December, and then I got down to all the way down to 182. So I've lost over 20 pounds, you know. And anybody who interacts with me in real life will tell you I look leaner. For anybody who doesn't believe me, all you have to do is look at my social media photos. Look at it from December to, to now, and tell me that you can't tell the difference. Massive difference. Uh, I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like the idea of losing over 20 pounds of muscle. I don't like the idea that became the reality of. Losing a lot of strength. My one rep max strength press was like 255, <laughs> and oh, I couldn't even hit 205 in July. So I've decided to go back on it. I'm taking <laughs> testosterone. It's a cream. I do three clicks of it a day. I'm also doing a growth hormone. It's two <laughs> clicks a day. Really what's considered HRT or TRT. It's hormone replacement therapy managed in the normal range, not a super physiological range. So why am I getting back on? I've done what I need to do. I've proven what I needed to prove to me. The commitment that I made to my boys, to my family, to all the primals out there is I would never lie again. I went on record 
I went onto my website. I went and said, I told it all. Anybody, <laughs> like I said, relate to the party, it's fine. You can go and you can look at the confessional. Why I decided to go back on. I've done what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. He's proven it all. He can do it without the roids. He's back on them. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Good old liver king, man. <laughs> That's freaking funny, dude. <laughs> Had you not heard that? I was 205. <laughs> now I'm 183. Anybody that knows me, they know I've lost weight. <laughs> and I'm over here at 230, like trying to run all my away, and I can't. Yeah. Or I feel bad for him. <laughs> Why? <laughs> He's dumb. I. I <laughs> Why is he? He could because he cares. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. He cares so much about what other people. He's kind of like, he's kind of like lost in this mm. uh, persona, this character he's made that's not even really him. Yeah, I don't know. But at, I mean, at some point, it becomes that it, that's just who he is. So. Old guys don't want to get old. Yeah, anymore. That's great. It's all isn't that awesome? It's the yeah. new epi it's the new epidemic, isn't it? Yep. It really is. Gosh. <laughs> dude, it's just dude, it's just Viagra and TRT. I know this this is probably gonna piss some listeners off, but <laughs> if you're doing everything else right, you shouldn't really have problems like this till mm -hmm. late fifties. Like the 58s, 59s, early 60s. That's when you get low T. Not yeah. like when you're in your 30s, 40s, early 50s. It's pretty manageable if you mm -hmm. live a healthy lifestyle. There's many ways to raise your natural testosterone, even if it is low. If you go in there and get tested and it's low, there, if you're not doing everything else right, they will make you do everything else right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, Th that's the problem. Uh, just the same, the same problem with, you know, why everybody's getting on all kinds of medications. It's just yeah. a band aid on a bigger problem yeah. that's causing your problems. And that's the world we live in now, but yep, and it ain't going to change because they're making hella bank off of it. They don't care, but I don't know. It's kind of like a band aid on a bullet hole. All right. That's my rant on that. But yeah. yeah anyways, what else? Is that it? Nope, I got one more. And this <laughs> this one's another celebrity, um, and this one is my guy, um, Zach Bryan. He's had a hell of a couple of weeks. Uh, of course, he's <laughs> yeah. Got his this new this is your guy. <laughs> my guy's a Liver King. <laughs> um, hey, I, I'm just gonna say I was a little hard on Liver King there. Yeah. <laughs> you do you. You're still my homie, but I think he's kind of screwed your natural shit up pretty bad all right yeah all right zach bryan uh he's got his new album out um if you haven't heard it check it out good stuff um he announced his new tour and his uh it, just like the taylor swift stuff just like the morgan wallen stuff um Ticketmaster fails again and it all the tickets set, sell out uh before the pre-sales even over right like robot um, what's the problem like like just people just scalpers are coming in buying them and jacking up the price of tickets so his tickets are like 
it's like a thousand bucks for a ticket um, to like sitting on the floor, you know? Um, so he's actually playing uh, Buckeye Country Superfest this year. He's the headliner. Um, nice. So uh, I was able to get tickets. We got tickets. Uh, we're going to be sitting in the club level. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but yeah, his fans are very mad because he he did a live album last year and he titled it all the homies hate Ticketmaster" because he's like at war with Ticketmaster. and then last year he uh or his tour this summer has been all on um the ticket site axis so he can control the people who are buying them and sell and you know you can't resell the tickets you had to sign up and get a pre uh pre-sale code and all that yeah. uh the problem is that the only venues that are big enough for you know his shows they all have partnership with Ticketmaster. um they you know the big stadiums and everything so if mm. he's going to play these big shows which he's got so many fans now that want to see him um he's got to play the Ticketmaster venues so they are all um uh, yeah he's back back on Ticketmaster, and all of his fans are pissed because they're getting gouged they're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> gouging us man yeah it's crazy speaking of the new album i saw it i kind of clicked through it tried to listen to some samples didn't really like didn't yeah. find any i liked um it's kind of i don't know it's a very um it's kind of a lot of emotions in it it's a it's an emotional album and if you're not into that then you're not going to dig it. But what I'll say is uh, you have to, it's not one that you will get on the first time through. You have to listen to a lot of the songs multiple times before you're like, okay, this one's catchy. <laughs> it grows on you. It's not what I'm into. That's not, it's not for everybody, but uh, I, that's, I like it. The Zach Bryan songs I do like, uh, after because I didn't even know who he was till you mm -hmm. mentioned him on the podcast a while ago. Um, I tried, I tried him out, and mm -hmm. the songs I do like, I do like Heading South. Mm -hmm. That was like okay. his first big hit. <laughs> I like that one, and I like Crooked Teeth. Crooked Teeth, that's a good one. Yeah. Other than that, the uh, it's pretty few and far between for me, but uh. You're just not that emotional. Yeah, I guess. I, I'm his, his lyrics are like he's like a poet that uh, that plays music. His 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 lyrics are like so deep, so th like thinking. I'm too dumb. Yeah, You're, yeah. yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's a very good storyteller. I also saw I had a mug shot this like last week. Yeah, that's where we're heading with this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, he's heading to uh of course he lives in Oklahoma now. Um and he's headed to Boston because he's gonna go watch the Eagles play. Um so he's driving up there, uh, and his security guard's following him, and a security guard gets pulled over. So he pulls over with the security guard. And he feels that it's taken uh, too long. The cop's taking his sweet time and and not really, uh, you know, trying to get him back on the road. So he gets out of his truck to talk to his security guard and say, 
what the hell's going on here? I, I'm Zach Bryan. I'm, well, the cop comes out and says, sir, you need to get back in your truck. And he's like, he's like, I, just let us go. Like, get, get us back on the road. And the guy cop says, get back in your truck or I'm going to take you to jail. And he goes, take me to jail then. I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you happen. watch, if you watch the, uh, the, the dash cam when he's like sitting in the cruiser, um, he, he, you can just see all of the range of emotions that he's going through. He's like, I'm so sorry, man. He's like, I didn't mean that. I was just being a smart ass. Like, please, you know, please just let me go. I won't, be, you know, I'm, I won't be a jerk anymore. And then he's like, he's like, this is why people hate cops. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's no. going back and forth, back and forth. It was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, mm. he, at the end of the day, he, uh, he owned it. He, um, you know, he, he he apologized. He realizes he's in the wrong. He's going to be better moving forward, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> but they let him go. Uh, oh, they did. Oh, well, they took yeah. him, booked him. They got the mugshot. Bo- they booked him and then they released him. Yeah. So what? What, um, what were the charges? <laughs> um, obstruction of an investigation or something along those lines. That is pretty lame. Basically, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, Zach was being an asshole and the cop was being an asshole too. ready, was, was ready <laughs> to make an example of him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He just oh. fucked with the wrong one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess he the cop's a, like, he take me to jail. He's like, I will. <laughs> I will. Okay. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah. I guess I kind of feel for Zach there, but sounds like he, but he pushed it too far. He did he, push it he, too far. Yeah. He fucked around and found out. <laughs> he fucked her. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, not a big deal. I mean, it is respect police officers, but you know, yeah, the there, best are, there, are, that, there are much, much worse people doing much worse things. The best course of action when interacting with the police officer is total respect. Yes. Just, I found that. Yes. I, and the, really, just with dealing with anybody, just don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I try to avoid conflict at all costs. But yeah. when the line gets crossed and it is time for action, it's <laughs> got It's got to be all or nothing, right? That's yep. kind of that's how I that's the way I view it. Yeah. Uh, or you can be like the one guy, the runner guy. The fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that it for current events. That's it. What the crap? Yeah. I have a literal what the crap. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> flight from Atlanta. To Barcelona, Spain. It's an international flight. Um, they take off from Atlanta, and they're about an hour into their trip. They're uh, somewhere over Central Virginia, and they have to turn around. Um, and they end up returning back to the Atlanta airport. Um, and the reason they turned around is because there was a biohazard concern uh, on board. Because someone had diarrhea and they crapped all over the plane, like the entire aisleway of the plane 
is just covered in diarrhea. And they was trying to waddle to the bathroom and yeah. fell out of their pants. And it just kept going all the way back to the bathroom. So so wait, say this again. <laughs> the flight was from from Atlanta, Georgia to, to Italy to, to Barcelona, Spain. So th- how far how far along was the flight? Like they were like they were like an hour into it. They okay. got to they got to Virginia and turned around. Wow. Yeah. That is so, a crappy situation. <laughs> literally. So then they a video came out of the like after everybody oh when, like when they were cleaning God. it up. And there is literally just a big trail of poop. Like it's like a big brown trail all the way down the aisle. That is awful. <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah. stuck on the plane. Well, then they, they take everybody off the plane and they well, end not- up. To- well, they can't, they- yeah for an hour yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so then they got everybody off the plane they cleaned it up and then there was an eight hour delay and then they did the same flight again on the um, same plane i think on the same plane <laughs> the same plane that has been now cleaned up so was the passenger that crapped all over allowed back on <laughs> i really doubt it <laughs> they probably had to go to the hospital is that is that how you get on the no fly? Like, if you crap all over the plane, are you on the no fly list, or are you just like they just feel bad for you? I think they just feel bad for you. Yeah, is it a crime to crap your pants all over the plane? I don't know if there's. A- I don't know. They said it was a biohazard, so they. I mean, it's possible that they're maybe it's a a chemical weapon or something. Wow. We'll have to do an update on the. I got to know if the passenger, yeah, was allowed back on. I really doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> My what the crap? Um, I think I'll start off with the Otter Eight Forty One update. Okay, S- still at large, not been caught. That's <laughs> that's the status quo. <laughs> They don't care anymore. I hope um, I hope we get to keep giving that one forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my what the crap comes out of Westchester, Pennsylvania. No, um, okay. If you if that sounds familiar, that is the hometown of Bam Margera. Nice. Um, and, you know everybody knows that from our uh, what was it Viva La Bam. The mm-hmm. show, yeah. Yep. Anyways, a prison in Westchester is uh, it's kind of like suburban Philadelphia, like a suburb of mm-hmm. Philly. Sure. Um, there's a prison there, and a murderer has escaped from jail. Did you see this? Mm-mm. Here's the thing. Okay, so this is out in the rec yard. Okay. Mm-hmm. And imagine there's a little walkway to get out into the rec yard or I, I don't I, I saw the the security cam. His name is Daniello Calvacante. So it's kind of like imagine you're like walking down like a thin hallway in your house. And you remember how you said like Gary was spider walking up yeah. up the walls? Yep. Okay, so this guy, it, it wasn't a spider walk. He wasn't like in an X, right? Like with his hands and feet, 
He's mm-hmm. actually laid his body parallel, yeah. stuck yeah. his arms out parallel with the ground, um, arms and feet. He's not a very tall guy. And then he mm-hmm. walked himself up. It was an incredible feat of strength, honestly. <laughs> he like he was he was like he started he like put his feet up on the wall, stuck his arms behind his head, and like I don't know, like crab. Yeah, I, dude, I don't know how he did it. I mean, I saw the video, but he escaped. He made it out up to the roof where there was razor wire because here's the thing. This same escape route has happened before. Just la- oh, last okay. year, and the prison consulted you know, a firm on how to stop prisoners from doing this. So they're escaping, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they put some razor wire up there. Well, he still went out, climbed through the razor wire, and it's loose. Uh, Murder is loose. He's still on the loose? Still on the loose. Oh my goodness. Yet another person escapes from the <laughs> Westchester prison in the exact same route where they've been escaping for years. <laughs> Freaking stupid, dude. It is stupid. If you want to watch the video, it is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it no thing is, some any prisoner who does that's like super fit. Yeah, have to be. Ex- Extra dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. He's still on the loose. <laughs> he's been spotted a few times, but they just still haven't got him. He's 34. I think he murdered his girlfriend. Awful person. Uh, schools are like canceling their class. You know, canceling. It's just awful, dude. He's yeah. on the run. Bad. What That's the crazy. crap? There's already <laughs> been prisoners escape that way. Yeah. How do you not? <sighs> How do you not find a permanent solution to shut off that route? Yeah. I'm sure know. it has its own complications and stuff, but come on. Come on, man. Come on. There's got to be a way. Then you don't let people in that area. If you can't find a, if you can't find a permanent way to keep them in, you don't let people go in that area. It's crazy. Dude. Crazy. I, I, I haven't been there. Maybe it's just, (laughs) I know there's got to be an easy way. Got to be. Got to be. All right. That's all I got. All right. Sports. Uh, Football season. Full effect. We kind of hit on that already. Um, Yeah. I ate some chili today, so that's how you know. All right. Even better. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So Joe Burrow got paid our boy um, signed a five-year extension for 275 million. Wow. Uh, so he, he, uh, 219 million guaranteed. It's a uh, $55 million per year. Uh, so he is the highest paid player in NFL history. And then he got it. He yeah. got, he had a rough day today. Yeah. Yeah. But he usually uh, struggles, seems to struggle week one, and he does not do well against the Browns. So, I don't know. The, Bra- the Browns got a vicious pass rush. I mean, they got a good defense. Yeah, they do have a good defense. They were playing lights out today. So, yeah. yeah. That's crazy, though. Yeah. Um, Nick Bosa also got paid. He's the highest paid defensive player now. So, uh you know, a couple former Buckeyes getting paid. That's always good to see. 
I um, guess. I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, kind of a late breaking story. This kind of came out this afternoon. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of this. Um, Mel Tucker, who of course is the the coach at Michigan State, uh, he's their football coach. He's in some hot water. Um, what happened to freaking who is Antonio? It? Yeah. He stepped away a couple years ago. He's like uh, retired, yeah. semi-retired. Yeah, he's kind of more of a like a leadership role over there instead, I guess. Um, okay. I think all of the uh, the crime wave and stuff like that. Um, I think they had some some guys get accused of some pretty uh, crappy things, and it was just best for him. He he wasn't exactly uh, winning games at that point, so they're just like, oh, you just. You know, step right. aside. So they bring so they bring Mel Tucker in, and okay. Mel Tucker has uh, the one good year a couple of years ago, um, where they were like a top ten team in the country, right? Um, so they gave him this huge contract, made him one of the highest paid coaches in the country. Wow! And then since then, he's been subpar. He has not not been very successful. Um. So I think they've kind of been looking for a reason to fire him anyway. Uh, anyway, and if all this is true, he gave it to him. <laughs> he gave it to him. <laughs> um, so Brenda Tracy, um, she's kind of a well-known uh, sexual assault um, prevention advocate, right? So she goes around. Um, she's a, a uh, sexual assault survivor herself, and she goes around and tells her story. Uh, to athletes across the country to, to kind of try to keep them from making the same, you know, basically from sexually assaulting people. Right. Um, so she was brought to Michigan state because they got all the Larry Nasser stuff going on and uh, you know, a few other issues going on beyond that. Gosh, Brings him to Michigan back. state to talk to the, to talk to the team. Um, she talks to him actually a couple play a couple times over, um, over a couple seasons, and she even served as their honorary captain for one of their spring games. Um, well, yeah, very uh, involved. Co- Coach Tucker's taken a liking to her, and uh, he's made some passes at her. Um, Did the sexual assault person? <laughs> yes. Um, oh my god! <laughs> and, um, to the point where she has she claims that, um. They've been on Zoom calls, and he'll just start masturbating on the Zoom call and saying all kinds of sexual things to her. Um, oh man! So he has claimed that it is uh, it was consensual phone sex that they were having. No, um, <laughs> and um, <sighs> she's obviously not in agreement. Um, and yeah, so he's got about eighty million dollars left on his contract. That if uh, if <laughs> if this comes out as being if any of this is true at all, he ain't seen a penny of that. Um, <laughs> is that in the clause? <laughs> um, I'm sure it has some something in there about being fired for cause, and this is for cause, right? This is this is the cause. So, yeah, he's. You know, he's apparently, uh, you know, tried to, she claims he's 
he's made comments like, Hey, would you date me if I wasn't married? Um, oh, he's I, married. He's married. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. he, he said things like, uh, uh, Hey, can I come up to your hotel room? I'll sneak in the back door so nobody sees us. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, the masturbating on Skype is, uh, that's the big one. So he's really came out and said he got out ahead of it and said it was consensual. That's, that's what they're saying. Oh man. I hope that's, I, wow. Yeah. So, um, what a distraction. So he's he's been suspended without pay, uh, oh. pending, pending investigation. Um, I, I'm kind of half expecting to get on Twitter after we're done recording here and see that he's fired. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Ta- good time to bring D'Antonio back. So uh, yeah. things can be just like I thought they were. <laughs> so they <laughs> they uh, they have their interim coach, one of their assistants on staff, is going to take over, and they said D'Antonio is going to be kind of advising him. Um, you know, through this process. So D'Antonio, D'Antonio need pay D'Antonio, pay my man. He'll be back. Fun (laughs) fact about D'Antonio. Yeah. Zanesville guy. He is a Zanesville guy. True Patriot. We'll have to get him on. Would never masturbate to the sexual assault person (laughs) of the program. Would never do that. Would not. He didn't do that for years. (laughs) But Imagine of course, that. that's a very, very low bar to clear. <laughs> <laughs> he never did that. Like, why would you think that's a good idea? <laughs> the perfect person to try to ruin your marriage with the sexual yeah. assault so. consultant. <laughs> She'll never tell anybody. Never. <laughs> Freaking moron. What an idiot. Yeah. Allegedly, uh, allegedly, they don't allegedly. Like, don't yeah, like, allegedly, a moron. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> horny, other, dude. horny dude, <laughs> oh, very horny dude. Never be <laughs> horny online. Yeah. Um, the other topic I had uh, was actually from the UFC. Um, the middleweight championship was last night. Do you know who Sean Strickland is? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen him. Yeah, he's the figured, wel- he's the welterweight champ, isn't he? Or, he's mid- middleweight. Yeah. Oh, yes. 185. 185, Yes. Um. Yeah. So he actually just won the belt last night. Um. And oh, he beat he Israel. Beat Israel Adesanya. Yeah. Wow. How'd that um, one go? Um. Unanimous decision. So he kind of controlled the whole fight. Um. You know the they, the big comment was that. Uh, you know, Israel Adesanya looked slow. He looked tired. Um, just wasn't his night. And Strickland was there. But the thing about this, it was such a big upset. Like nobody even, no one expected Strickland to win. And like a lot of people thought that it was kind of bullshit that he got the chance anyway. Um, <laughs> I think there was good, you know, more deserving fighters for the, for the title shot. But, um, yeah, Sean Strickland is a hell of a character. Um, he says the first thought that pops into his mind, he says it. <laughs> he doesn't care. Um, he yeah. was he was uh, raised by his neo-Nazi grandfather, uh, so he used to be a skinhead. Um, then his you know his mom took him to a gym 
uh, an MMA gym where he met people of different races and realized they weren't that bad. So yeah. um, he credits his dad's abusive behavior. He says his dad was a, a uh, drunk that just liked to beat on him. Um, he says that's how he learned to be such a good fighter. <laughs> um, you know, he says he'd be cooking meth uh, if it weren't for MMA. <laughs> I think I heard so, him say that. Yeah, yeah he, This guy just has sound bites for days like his press conferences are pure gold he's like man dana white has to be so mad that he gave me this shot right now it's like he never thought i would be here and he's so pissed that i'm here <laughs> uh, he's also he's went through a handful of injuries as well uh, yeah so yeah i guess all he like tore his patellar tendon and was in a mm-hmm. bad motorcycle crash and yep you know made his yeah, way he, through a lot of that i mean he, he loses a lot of that, uh, you know, um, his story being so great. He loses a lot of that because of some of the crazy shit that he says. Um, but he actually is a pretty, he's resilient. got a really good, he's got a really good story. <laughs> resilient guy. Yeah. Very resilient guy. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm really happy for him. Um, I'm, I'm glad he's, that he was able to pull that one off. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Israel's a hell of a fighter. So yeah, he is. So the, I'm sure I'm sure he'll be back. But I'm sure. That's that all I got it? for sports. Okay. Yeah. A, I was kind of feeling that way. Sorry, I kind of. You had your uh, Mitch McConnell moment there, almost. Yeah, I was close. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. That happened within the two week yeah. break too. Holy, dude! Just like what we say with all of the other, you know, politicians with Biden that dude is way too old to be running our country. We need to get him out of there. He's clearly not, <laughs> not doing good. No. Uh, yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? Get out of here. Yeah. Well, anyways, it's time. <laughs> What's it going to be? <laughs> Hey, that's my line. <laughs> What's it gonna be? <laughs> that's cooler when you say it. <laughs> this week. It is. Trump laugh. Is there anyone on the planet that doesn't know what I look like? I wish there were some people like that. That'd be very nice for me. <laughs> And yet, for some reason, the communist Democrats in Atlanta made a mugshot of me. That's a mugshot because I said the election was rigged. And I believe it more strongly than ever. It was a rigged election. We all know why and we know what they're doing and we certainly get it. But I know I'm your favorite president and (laughs) they make me look like a criminal, but it completely and Totally backfired, as you probably read. Since my mugshot was released, our campaign has raised over $10 million. The people get it. The people know this is a sham and a scam. This is nothing but election interference. They want to interfere with our election so they can try and damage me with all these bullshit lawsuits that you see flying all over the place. 
but it's election interference is orchestrated by crooked Joe Biden, the worst president in the history of our country, along with the deep state. And on November 5th, 2024, it's going to backfire again when we win back the White House and make America great again. I just want to thank you for your tremendous support. And here it is. If you want to go out and get it, you can go out and get it. Have fun with it. But people do like it, I must say. Thank you very much. He's uh, ho- he's whole. Anyone ho- on the planet that doesn't know. That is my favorite part. We could play that part again. The beginning. Is there anyone on the planet that doesn't know what I look like? I wish there were some people like that. <laughs> At the end of it, he's holding up. A, he, I think he's selling a T-shirt with his with mug his shot. <laughs> of course he is. Why wouldn't yeah. he? He's a character, man. He is a character. <laughs> yeah what a guy i mean it is crazy <laughs> but you know hopefully hopefully he just keeps they're th- they've just been throwing the book at him ever since mm. that but <sighs> ready to put it back on the rails oh yeah You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Galatians 5.13. And what's that mean? It means that, like, if you, like, you... So you're allowed to be free. You're allowed to do whatever you want, but you shouldn't. You should. You should um serve another and like let like be um nice to other people. Not like go out and like do whatever or whatever you want. Yeah, because God wants us to take yep. care of each other, right? Yep. Yep. Good job, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good one, man. Like, yeah. Don't use your freedom for granted. Don't overindulge on, you know, physical things, right? It's like we're not put on this earth to, you know, with our freedom that we have to hoard things and not do good, you know? Help each other out. That's what it's all about. Yep. Freedom on. Mm-hmm.